0: And i'm really excited to have her on because i heard her on a podcast which once again impressed me with the power of podcasting here's someone i had never met and yet i think i know really well because i heard her on the state bank of cross plains wealthways podcast because actually i edit that podcast And she was one of the guests. So here I want to introduce you to the uh, very interesting Afra Smith. And thank you so much for being on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate the opportunity to be here.
0: It's really cool because one of the things that people who listen to the Nonfiction Brand Podcast know is I'm all about the nonfiction aspect of branding, which is you don't fake it. You don't make it up. You are it. If anything, you polish up what you are, but you always project the truth, the true non-fiction nature of who you are, what you do, and how you do it. And I'll be honest with you, Afra, you really caught my attention when I heard that podcast episode you did because you were so raw and open with your personal story. And I I, I don't want to go into everything right away other than to say, you got a story that you don't just share, but you use as a springboard into conversations and into credibility and into authority with a very specific audience. You know what I'm talking about? I think you probably do. Yeah. Give us a little bit about Afra Smith and who you are, what you do and how you do it.
1: Yeah, so my name is Afra Smith. I'm an entrepreneur financial coach, and I'm also the founder and CEO of the Melanin Project. And so uh, my organization is focused on eradicating wealth disparities for women who identify as Black uh, and of the African diaspora. And so my programs and services focus on advocacy, personal empowerment, and the financial wellness coaching. And I stress the wellness piece of it because it's a healing journey. I'm also the creator of the behavioral financial strategy called AODEC, spelled A-O-D-E-C, which touches on the vulnerability and the healing process of the journey that you take when you're becoming financially well.
0: That's a whole lot of information, but what got me is the story behind all that information. You know, like, and I'm a copywriter, so I don't mean to pick on people for the way they tell their stories or anything like that, but to me as a copywriter, there's a difference between the brochure And the raw feed and the raw feed that I heard you talk about on the Wealthways podcast is really what captured my imagination. And a lot of that was around many of the things you just talked about, about financial literacy and just basic financial wellness, specifically for women and people of color. Look over your shoulder and you'll see Afra's company name right there, the melanin project. Anyone who knows what melanin is, knows it has more to do with people of color than it does necessarily uh, white old guys here in the United States of America. But that's what I wanted to talk to you about because you aren't trying to reach everybody. You're trying to reach yeah. the right people who you can best serve. Do I have that right?
1: That's correct. And you know, one of my close mentors said to me that a good brand you know, focuses on the right audience and it'll resonate with that audience. And, you know, it's doing what it's intended to do. It's not supposed to resonate with all people. And so coming up with this name, I actually got a lot of pushback from some mentors, but I felt so strongly about the image behind me uh, representing growth and sort of climbing a a wealth ladder. Uh, And so I thought of my financial walk and a financial wellness walk is something that you just never stop doing. There's always a journey and there's always a next step uh, in the process. And so it was really near and dear to me based on my experience uh, and going through it and everything I studied from a data perspective, the state of Black women and where we were in the Black family, it really had me process and understand like this is my target market. And if I open it up too much, that I'm gonna get lost in the shuffle. And so I had a story, I had a journey, and through that journey, I discovered there were other folks, other black women in a similar set and scenario. There's a reason for that, but here's a way out. Here's a strategy and approach to actually getting out of your situation.
0: What I love about that is that you are doing what a lot of people call finding the riches in the niches. And what that means is, and it's got a, a number of different meanings, but for most people, what it means is if I try to do all things to all people, I'm going to do everything poorly. If I focus my efforts based on who I am, what I've experienced, my expertise, and then deliver them that, that narrow expertise, I'm going to do it better. I'm going to serve them better. They're going to be more satisfied with my services and who I am as a coach or a professional. And what happens then? They become what I like to call your unpaid sales force because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're talking to their friends and family and extended network saying, Hey, this person helped me out. I know you're in a similar situation. You should call her. And before we go too deep into the products and services that you offer, I really want to touch that story that I heard Mm -hmm. you tell. I want to tee this up for you because this is not the typical hard luck story. This is a very interesting story to me about financial disparities between humans of different backgrounds. Yeah. Put it this way. When I heard that you were a high level position within a company and had financial problems and they weren't weren't the typical financial problems, they were the, no, real basic financial problems. It was like, wow. Yeah. Tell me more. I want to know more because now I know why you might be valuable to yeah. me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And, and I think that was actually my issue and why I took so long to open up. You know, I was sitting in corporate America and I had a financial issue and my mind and thought process at that time was, I can't share this because there's no way that another degree person would be in the same boat. And so it was the embarrassment and shame I felt, you know, that, that kept me in the situation that I was in for so long. And it was almost as if I was living a double life. You know, I had a credit score in the mid-500s. I relied on high-interest high loan products, such as payday loans. And I didn't have one to two. I had 10 to 12. Uh, I was upside down in my car, and I had, was laid on numerous bills uh, and constantly paying late fees. If you name it, I had it on my credit profile to include credit card blemishes And so sitting in corporate America, making a decent salary and having issues with financial literacy, who do I turn to? Who do I open up to? I didn't even want to open up to any of my friends or or family about my situation. And so I found ways to cope and heal from that, which were not very productive and actually made my situation worse. It got to a point where it was so bad with the payday loans and I couldn't pay them back that I actually landed up on check systems. And for those who, don't, those who don't know what check systems is, it's the system that the bank uses to decide whether or not they're actually going to give you a checking account. So here I am, a degree woman sitting in corporate America and not having a place to deposit my paycheck. And that was my story and led me you know, through that journey.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is that while your journey is very specific to you and probably resonates with a great many women of color, you're not alone. And I can point, I don't want to throw my mom under the bus, but I will say this, that when my parents were getting divorced, let's see, this was probably the early eighties back when women did not have credit or it was not very easy to establish or anything like that. She didn't have a credit card in her own name post divorce until she was on the actual board of a bank. She literally went to the president of the bank and sheepishly said, hey, can you help me out? And it it was shocking. But that type of non-access to credit and credit products and services, it's not a, especially with high-performing individuals, it's not an unknown problem. And the thing I loved about you being so open and telling your story is, and what I realized was, one of the things we always want to do with our personal brands is build authority. Mm -hmm. Authority tends to mean, uh, you know, I happen to be the expert. And when I heard Mm -hmm. your story, I heard you say in a very emotional way, I am an expert in this because I lived it and I Mm -hmm. suffered through it. And consequently, you're building authority and credibility, not with C-level bank executives, but with the audience you're seeking to serve because all those people now know, you know exactly what I'm facing. You've been there, you've done it, and from what I can tell, you've overcome it, so please give me some of whatever you've got. That to me was like a light bulb moment for me because again, I always thought authority was kind of the quiet thing you do. No, oftentimes authority is the thing you earn By opening up and sharing your personal experience completely authentically and fearlessly. That's what the big thing when I think of you and your story is fearlessness. And I I just, that's when I knew I had to reach out and get you on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that that definitely resonates with my journey and with my story and thinking about just everything that I had gone through. And, you know, one of the things I forgot to add is just the massive amount of student loan debt that I had accumulated because the assumption was that I needed to go make more money. And the way to go make more money uh, was to go and accumulate more debt from a master's degree. And so it just continued to uh, compile. But I think that telling in the open and honest story is a healing journey. And in telling my story, it makes other people more comfortable to open up to say, you know what, I have payday loans too. Or, hey, I'm also struggling. Or, hey, I also have a massive amount of student loan debt. What did you do to get out? And so for me being vulnerable, and I hear it all the time, people are in my inbox on Instagram and on LinkedIn thanking me for my post because it allowed them to be more open. And that's what I'm encouraging people to do. You can't get out of your situation if you're not willing to be open and honest about where you are so that you can start to develop a plan because there is a way out. You just have to be open and willing to seek out the services and support.
0: You are so right. And a lot of people think the word humility is Mm -hmm. the same as humiliation. And they may share some of the same Latinate roots. I don't know where the word comes from, but I will say this in my mind, there's a big difference between being humble, and being humiliated. A lot of people, especially faced with the situations you described, go automatically to humiliation. Mm -hmm. And instead of becoming truly humble and say, you know what, here's a problem. I can't help myself. I need to find someone to help me. Once it, you know, it's, it's that old, you got to hit rock bottom first, I guess, before you start climbing out of that hole, but being able to identify someone like yourself who has been humble enough to share their story, to be incredibly open about it, you now are enabling other people to identify you as a beacon of hope. Or, yeah. dare I say, a ladder, because or a, a stairway. As you look yeah. over your shoulder, if you're watching this live stream, you can see over Afra's shoulder, the Melanin Projects logo, which is a woman climbing a staircase with a briefcase in her hand. This is not an image that is about being sad or unempowered. It's about achievement. It's about success. It's about moving forward and upward. Yeah. The only way you can do that is by doing what you exactly did. So I tremendously applaud you for that, Afra, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into the exact moment you said, you know what? I'm not going to be humiliated anymore. I'm going to be humble but I'm going to share my story. Because I know my story, as painful as, as it is to me, can be very hopeful for other mm-hmm. people. When did you decide that you, Afra Smith, were going to put your personal butt on the line, if you will, by telling the truth of who you are, what you do, and how you do it, and why you should listen to me because I've been there, done that, and gotten out of it?
1: Yeah. So I'm a former Division One athlete and um, women's basketball. Uh, And I was sitting in corporate America one day and I didn't get a promotion. And I had been in the organization for quite some time and I knew I was the right woman for the job. I worked every day, I worked my my butt off to really get this opportunity and I didn't get it. Uh, And I became very angry, I was very bitter. And I, I just, in that moment, was so focused on what everyone was doing to me that I didn't really understand that I was in full control of my life. And I began to ask myself, what are you doing? How did you get here? You gotta have a plan. And I reflected back on my days of sports and what sports really taught you know, around dedication and having a goal and working hard. And even though you work hard, sometimes things don't always work out in your favor. But that negative experience was actually my catalyst. It was my catalyst to say, here's an opportunity for me to really figure out why I'm upset, why I'm, I'm bothered, and figure out a goal, right? And I realized that your employer is actually your first business partner. They're the ones that are actually giving you access to the thing that you need to be successful. My wage was the tool that I could use to walk, to, to, to take that walk to financial freedom, that walk up. Earning a wage is not gonna get me wealthy, right? You have to invest your way to wealth. And I realized I could spend all this time being angry at corporate America, my family for not helping me out, even though they had no idea about my situation. Where I can take ownership and accountability, and say, "You got yourself into this situation. You need to go and figure it out." And sure, I can say uh, racism was to blame, or the level of microaggression I experienced in working environments to blame. Those are things that I couldn't control. But what I could control is the way that I thought, the way that I process information, and the goals that I set for myself. And it wasn't until then that. I was able to really start a process to say what can I do, what are my goals, what is my plan and I said entrepreneurship and real estate were my two things that I knew I could utilize as tools to get out of my situation or at least start the process and journey and I discovered so much uh, that has led me here today.
0: This episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by my new book, Nonfiction Brand. Discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Now available on Amazon.com. Jay Baer, best-selling author of Talk Triggers said, The book is outstanding. Highly recommended. A spectacularly useful guide to personal branding that pulls off the difficult trick of being both realistic and inspirational. A must-read, regardless of where you are in your own brand-building journey. To get your copy, head on over to Amazon.com and search nonfiction brand. And let's get you all the credit you deserve for the completely true, completely you brand you already are. I totally can see that in you. you. You know, the the light that I see coming out of you comes from someplace and that light came from a, a very dark place. But let me digress a little bit and just point out okay. that early in my career, I had a creative director at an ad agency and I was, I'm a little prickly, especially when it comes to creative stuff. I'm a, I'm a writer. So when I write something, I have a lot of ownership over that thing. I I think of it as my beautiful baby. And the first thing that other people do is start picking on your beautiful baby. And so you get a little prickly, you know, because you want to protect that baby, right? And I was talking to my creative director and he knew me as kind of this, okay, overly protective father of this beautiful baby. And he said, you know what? Just because people are pointing out some flaws doesn't mean it's not good. Part of the problem I think you're having is you think the problem's out there and that's the problem. And I'm like, what do you mean the problem's out there? And so I started thinking about it. It's like all the best kind of Yoda information is done in that, hmm, the problem is out there, young Padawan. <laughs> and I started thinking about going, oh, I get it. Like you said, if you focused on things that you rightly could they still aren't going to help you. Yeah. You can point to them, and on maybe the darkest days of the, you have a really bad day. Maybe that's where you spend some time. Yeah. But it sounds like you said that's not going to help me. That's not going to aid me in getting anywhere. And the yeah. acceptance of that, getting rid of the problem is out there, and realizing no, the problem's right in, in here. He says as he points to his forehead. That is what the Stoic philosophers have been talking about since, you know, Marcus Aurelius. And there's a lot of wisdom there, which is, if you think the problem's out there, that's the problem. Because the only thing you can affect is you, within you, and the way you address the situations you're faced with. And I I think that's very, very interesting that you've discovered that and have been able to use that energy, especially the negative energy. I mean, talk about a personal branding unlock. It's understanding that negative energy is still energy. You can become a converter simply by saying, you know what? I know you're a hater. That's okay. But guess what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to take the energy you're flinging at me and flip that script and achieve. And boy, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel a whole lot better about myself than you're going to feel about yourself. Afra, You have created an entire business based on your journey and your uh, success, getting out of obstacles, getting over obstacles, getting out of situations that you found yourself stuck in. You now offer those services in the form of of what? Are there products and coaching and workshops and things like that?
1: Yeah. So um, Aotic, which is spelled A-O-D-E-C, is a foundation of my work. And it ties into my personal story, and it also touches upon all the things that you're going to deal with as you walk through some of the the embeds of the principle of culture and But It'll work for anyone. And the framework is that I won't work with any any client unless I take you through this because 80% of your inability to master your budget or be successful in life has to do with your mind and the way that you think. And so I can teach the principles of how to do the budget. That's not rocket science, and anybody can learn that. But it is everything else that comes with uh, being disciplined, being consistent, and being willing to make the necessary sacrifices to get to the next level of your life. Uh, And I always speak about the foundation of wealth is mastering the budget. You can't do anything if you can't figure out how to uh, make your money work for you. And most people are the expert in how to work and move their money. You're the expert of your household, so you know what you need to do and give up. I can teach you the foundation principle. And so AOTIC talks about the A in AOTIC, acknowledging that you have a problem and seeking the help that you need. And me, again, being quiet about my situation, I couldn't get help. Uh, But the minute I did seek help, I found an amazing person. Yes, I had to to go through a couple negative experiences, but I I was determined to find someone to help me out. O talks about owning your behaviors. For me, I, I did a lot of coping mechanisms. I was hanging out and clubbing and partying and you know, buying things that I didn't need, taking trips that I couldn't afford to take, and just eating out and just living this really lavish lifestyle, this double life. And so I had to figure out I had to be, take ownership of my behavior, and I was responsible for myself. The D stands for develop selective hearing, uh, because along the journey, you know, who you're going to listen to? The people who are living a scarcity mindset, or are you going to listen to those who are along the journey to building wealth. And so. Those are the folks I listen to because along my journey, I had family and friends trying to disrupt my process, my approach and my plan. And emotionally, the attachment to money, it can throw you off and you'll start to listen to the 99% of people who are on the walk to building wealth. And the E is a really, really important one uh, because knowledge is power and the E stands for educate yourself. I mean, I follow every financial person you can think of. I've read their books. I listened to their podcasts. I'm on YouTube consistently. I'm always immersing myself with some level of wealth and exposing myself to something that I just had no knowledge of. And the C stands for celebrate you. you know, Because along the journey for me, it was hard. I paid off over 30K plus in debt and it took some time for me to get there. So you gotta figure out some points to celebrate yourself. Your credit score goes up or if you pay off a credit card. And so I would find some different goals to um, say, hey, here's what I'm gonna celebrate myself. I didn't take a big trip to Mexico. I mean, I, I bought myself a nice shirt or took myself to a nice fancy restaurant, but that's aotic. And again, it seems very simple and it's something that I offer in a 45 minute seminar. And I ground people in that because, and I still ground myself in it today because it's the hardest part of the process. And so I do do a lot of one-on-one coaching where I teach people the foundations of the budget process to uh, organizing your debts and how to pay those off the fastest way. How to reconcile what percentage you should be saving. And then, if folks have issues such as understanding how to repair your credit, I am not a believer in paying for credit repair. I believe in showing people how to do it yourself and understanding uh, the rules around that. And also, you know, giving people information about how to build your credit up and what products that you can actually access to help um, navigate that. Because I was on check systems. A lot of people don't know that there are banks that are really friendly towards folks that are on check systems, and they don't use check systems as a criteria. So you can still get access to a bank account. And so through my one-on-one coaching, I also have an online financial seminar that's self-paced. And I do group seminars for businesses and nonprofits. And then, of course, a lot of master classes that I put on from time to time. So, you know, there's an array of services that are available depending on, you know, what would meet someone's needs.
0: I definitely want to talk more about those in next week's episode, but nonfiction brand listeners, I hope you're getting this, that Afra Smith has built and is building a personal brand for herself based on what I would call the deepest, darkest secret you had as an adult in this life. That to me is fascinating. And I want to talk more about that again next week. But for now, what I'd like you to do is like, subscribe, and refer and review this podcast to others because that really helps other people find it. And also, I want you to check out Afra Smith at www.themelaninproject2053.com. Afra, what other channels do you use regularly where people might be able to follow you or connect with you?
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram and I have two ways to reach me. You can reach me at underscore Afra Smith or you can reach me at underscore the melanin project two zero five
0: three. Well, there you go. Obviously, Afra, I I love what you're doing and I love the way you're doing it. But mostly I love the way that, well, frankly, we're going to talk through AOTIC again next week because everything you say there about acknowledging, owning, uh, especially developing selective hearing. I want to talk about that because we all have not only people externally that we don't need to listen to, we've got some people inside ourselves we don't need to listen to. So we're going to talk about that more next week. But for now, I am your host, DP Knuton, and she is Afra Smith. And we'll be talking at you again next week. Bye bye.